When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Sifpop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that will be petitioning to be an official Disney princess, it's Sifpop. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday or Sunday afternoon, or available to download <laughs> later in your podcast feed. Let's, of course, your patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Yeah, boy. I'm Aaron Dicer from SifPop.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from SifPop.com. Yeah. That's what ahoy. you told me last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not doing the YouTube anymore. All right, so. so there you go. Yeah. Each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. How you doing, Andrew? Doing well. How about fat, you? Fat and happy from Thanksgiving? <laughs> mm-hmm. Still sleepy. All that tryptophan still in your system? It is. I don't know, man. <laughs> just and literally as soon as we were done eating, I was like, hey, I'm just going to uh, sit on the couch for a bit. I was like, all right, fine. And I woke up like two hours later. And That'll happen gone. to you, man. Yeah. That will happen for sure. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Before we get into any of it, uh, we are recording from the brand new bunker. It has been painted on all four walls. In anticipation of this podcast and some others that are on the network that uh, broadcast from here, possibly going to video in 2019. So mm. now that's not going to change what you know and love about the Sif Pop podcast. We're still going to be doing it, you know, as a podcast. All it means is that either live while it's being recorded or possibly after the fact on YouTube, you can kind of watch what was happening on the video. So it's not like changing, you know, we're not going to start doing a whole bunch of stuff for video that you won't be able to see. It's still, you know, an audio podcast. Just you can kind of look in if you want to is kind of what we're planning for 2019. So uh should be a lot of fun. We're excited to do it. We've got all the walls painted. Now we got to get stuff back up on the wall. If you hear a little bit of extra echo today, if you've got like those audiophile ears and you've got your fancy headphones on and you're like, I think I hear a little more audio echo on Sif Pop today. Uh, it's because we've still got to get back up some of the soundproofing and that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Got some sharp ears if you can pick it out. I never could. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I don't have those ears either. Yeah. I've I've learned over time being in the audio, you know, industry what to listen for sometimes because you have to just because it's what you do. Yeah. But not naturally. My ears don't naturally pick that stuff up. Now, visually, 
I can tell the difference between 1080p and 4K and you oh, know yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I thought you were about to say visually you could tell by a sound wave <laughs> if something <laughs> was right. reverbing. I'm like, wow. Yes, that's, that is what I was saying. Visually, I can watch the stuff bounce off the walls. Yeah. You know, I can kind of see it vibrate a little bit. I, meant, but, I thought you meant like on our actual audio track we have here. I'm like, wow, uh, you can pick it up like that? No, not even that. I do have pretty good uh, wave eyes. You know, where I can watch the audio wave and figure stuff out. But no, not a little bit of echo. I'm not going to pick that up. Gotcha. Um, we are going to do all the usual stuff we do. we got our bear treasure coming up at the end. We've got uh, Quest based on a popular uh, question floating around Twitter uh, that we'll answer as well. And a couple of movie reviews. Um, before that, though... Let's kick it off with some Do We Care. Every single week I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one! Have you ever read a news article that was just so weird you had to do a double take on it? You're like, wait, is this, did I read <laughs> yeah. that right? Yeah, more and more these days, actually. Well, here's going to be one for you. General Mills, the serial, you know, people? Uh-huh, yeah. Did you I see saw, I saw okay. this, yeah. So they are... Asking uh, Hollywood producers, directors, and, you know, casting auditions because they want to turn their serial brand characters, particularly their uh, classic dark universe, you know, characters like Frankenberry and Count Chocula. <laughs> yes. They're wanting to turn those into uh, movie characters. Wow. What? It, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, General Mills has Lucky Charms. Yeah. So you got the Leprechaun. Uh, Cheerios, also General Mills. So you got the Honey Nut Cheerios B. What's Tony the Tiger? Uh, I don't think uh, Tony the Tiger. I think is Kellogg. Oh yeah, it is. I, th- it I is. think I think he's Kellogg. Uh, you've got uh, Reese's Puffs. I don't know who. I don't know who might come from that universe. The Keebler isn't. Oh, the Snap Crackle Pop. Uh, no, I don't think. I don't think Rice Krispies is is General Mills. Mm. Um, and you've got uh. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but they don't have a mascot. Oh, there's a mascot for Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. <laughs> Cookie Crisp has a mascot. Um, so yeah, it could be interesting. So you're sure it was General Mills? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because what what is? Because I don't see Frankenberry listed actually in their cereals. So where I mean, uh, Count Chocolate? I'm I swear it was all uh uh like the ones that are like sure 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 because it was also yeah it is about, it is absolutely okay. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you got the Frankenberry, you got the Count Chocula, all that stuff. So Yeah. I don't know, man. Why not? Why not, Andrew? Tell me why not. Convince me the eternal optimist that this couldn't work. That there isn't some way you could actually make interesting movies out of this. Because I've seen the Hotel Transylvania movies. <laughs> well, just don't make those just don't put Adam Sandler in charge. Yeah. You know? Put somebody who knows what they're doing. Christopher Nolan brings you. Yeah, the General Mills universe. Okay, but here's the thing. Whenever the GMCU. You, yeah, <laughs> the GM. It could be the uh, the uh, the MCU, the movie serial universe. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that works That's as well. The new yeah. MCU. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, okay. Here's the thing. You're not going to get quality directors or producers to take this seriously enough. To hear, like, hey. you just gotta find your John Favreau. We all forget that, you know, the secondary Marvel characters. Listen, the secondary Marvel characters were so unwanted that when Sony bought Sp- Spider Man, they refused to throw in an extra $10 million to have all of Marvel. For $10, $10 million. 
which is what, like a, a fifth of an opening weekend from any one of those movies. Yeah. They could have had the entirety of Marvel, right? Yeah. And they decided not to. That's how unwanted those characters were. That's how unwanted Iron Man was. But they found John Favreau. He said, I can make something out of this. And he did. Why? Well, you just got to find your Favreau and make something out of the Frankenberry movie. Yep. You know? <laughs> All right. I think it can work. I but I think anything you can work. You are the eternal optimist. I so. am. Here's the thing, don't rush it. Start with a great Count don't, Chocula. Don't rush it. Start with a great Count Chocula story, you know? Give us something interesting and fun and and cool and then when we fall in love with that, you know, then maybe make the Frankenberry movie mm. and then maybe have Count Chocula do like a little cameo. Just don't don't Pull a DC and try to make it all Dawn happen at once. Justice, yeah. the, the serial yeah, universe. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, it can happen. All I'm right. telling you. All right, continue on. So, number two, Marvel has confirmed the Avengers 4 marketing is going to be like anything ever done before. Ooh. So, I'm curious as to what you think that could possibly mean. I'm <clears throat> thinking, the, I mean, the first thought that came to my mind was that they're not going to do a lot of marketing. Yeah, that the tra- that the trailers. Oh, I would love this so will much. Will there be no trailers? Well, there at least will be no in movie footage. I'm guessing mm. um, the trailers will be a little different. They'll be either consist of maybe some footage from you know Avengers: Infinity War, right? Uh, and then maybe some voiceover or something like that. You could go old school and have the directors and actors talking like about Hitchcock. the experience. Yeah, instead of actually showing stuff. I have said this for a long time. I will continue to say it until somebody does it. I think there is a place for a movie studio or maybe not the whole movie studio, but a series of movies that do marketing in a way that is um, that is invisible. I, I would call it invisible marketing. In other words, you let the word of mouth carry it. We live in a society now where that is as much, if not more powerful than buying ads on TV. You know what I mean? Like that's in honestly for a movie like Avengers four, do they need TV ads? Who doesn't know about it? Who is going to watch a TV ad and go, oh, I guess I'll go see that movie that wasn't going to see it already or didn't know about it already. Mm-hmm. And what's more valuable is somebody saying, oh, I'm so excited for Avengers 4 and somebody else saying, yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? All it's just have... a different universe. So here's the thing with Avengers 4. All you need to let people know is a release date. That's it. That's it. That's it. It really is. I would love that. That would thrill me beyond end if I, you know what? I would love it if they didn't even announce the title until you were they sitting. They haven't. In, I know, but I'm saying until you're sitting in the seat and the title comes up. That would be really cool, right? actually. Yeah. That's I'm telling clo- you. They need to get the marketing team from the Cloverfield movies yeah. to and do this. And that's what I was going to say. When they said marketing unlike anything else, the reason I wonder if it's not that is because that kind of has been done a little bit in the Cloverfield universe. Like they've, yeah. they've tried to do, you know... Uh, that kind of thing where there's really no marketing, at least till right before the movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure, whatever they decide to do. But I'm guessing it has more to do with just not giving any in in movie footage away. So because, you know, there's lots of secrets to keep, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there's been rumors going around that the title is going to be The Last Avengers, what it's called. Mm. But, but I, there's no substance to that. So, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no kind of uh, confirmation, confirmation yeah. of anything like that. Sure, that'd be a cool title. Yeah. All right. Finally, Judge Dread Mega City One is coming to a television or streaming service near you. So, a Judge Dread TV show. Mm-hmm. Which, ironically, uh, <laughs> uh, I totally forgot that that was one of our um, 
do we cares because I was going to have Dread be my buried treasure <laughs> because I just rewatched it the other day. Yeah. And I my, love that movie. You really like it. I really I've only do. seen it the one time and I remember not hating it, but I don't remember loving it either. No, I love that movie. Yeah. The cinematography super good. Carl Urban was a great Dread. I would agree with that. What year did that come out? 2012? 2011? Was it 2012 or 2011? Do you know? Uh, give me two seconds here. Dread. 12. 2012. 2012. It is not going to be my 2012 winner. For- well, I wonder. I, th- that's the reason I mentioned it, because we're going to be talking about that. I do have like all of my, um, uh, you know, movies up from the different years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, I didn't like it, actually. That's a shame. Well, no, I said it's not a poorly made film. It's paced perfectly. Uh, the action, though grotesque, is interesting. So I kind of liked it. Okay. It, it was in my top 100 for the year. <laughs> okay. So out of the 180 movies I saw in 2012, it, it made the top 100. So. Yeah. So it's uh, going to be uh, produced by, uh, oh, man, I had everything pulled up and then it just crashed on me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, it was a... Uh, a video game developer who is moving into uh, film production. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't find now the name of that video game producer, and I feel like a fool because this is my one job on the show. <laughs> but, uh, no worries at all. I am the law. I so as far as a TV show, yeah, I, it'll have to be buzzy for me to to find my way into it. Um, more and more, I just, I, especially this time of year, like this time of year, I always feel like, you know what? Maybe I'll never watch a TV show again because <laughs> this time of year, I'm watching movies nonstop for award season. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of like this. I kind of like just watching movies, you know? And then I remember, oh, no, there's shows you really enjoy watching. You need to watch those. But more and more, I'm just like, it's hard for me to invest in new TV. So unless it's something I know a lot of people I know and respect, like yourself, yeah. enjoy it uh, i probably won't find my way into it it's rebellion rebellion games is the one who it bought the rights to it and they uh, okay. the video games they made are like the sniper elites and uh, the zombie army and okay. all those fun games are you excited about it very much so okay, i love because you judge. love the movie not only that i love the universe the whole mega city one universe is actually a really cool i think how far out in development is this is it just announced have they actually started casting or anything so, like that uh, from the article I was reading, uh, Rebellion Studios has finally bought a studio to actually film everything in. Okay. So, so they don't even have a pilot filmed or anything like that? No, not okay. yet. And it's unknown. The, I, last I heard, they were trying to get Carl Urban to actually reprise his role as Dread. Well, it, if that happens, it will definitely have some juice. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the thing with TV is, though, even if you get a pilot made... You're, you're like you like only what is it like 15% of the shows that get pilots made actually make it to air it's ridiculous like get breaking unless, into tv unless is, you just ask netflix <laughs> you're greenlit right. that's right uh hello it's netflix you're greenlit yep i uh, love that episode that's uh, such a funny episode i love south park so much uh yeah well there you go yep that's gonna wrap it up for do we care very nice uh we've got some reviewing to do so let's get right into it oh unless did you have a, did you have a, you know, the thing, the thing? You didn't do the thing. No, all right. I ran out all of right. time. So it was, it was a busy holiday weekend. All so. right. So hopefully, uh, drunk Sif pop, the return will happen soon in a podcast near you. Oh, next week for sure. We got, I mean, 
people loved it. Really? Like people were talking about wetting themselves on treadmills. Like, uh, you know, it's, I didn't read that. It's, well, I haven't been on Twitter in a while either. So I'm just, I'm just saying people are, people are uh, really enjoying it. So all you right. know, bring it back when you get a chance. Trust me. It, it's coming back. All it's right, just, very nice. it was a holiday weekend and it's going to be a normal thing. I bring back just very cool. one of those weeks where I just couldn't. So sorry, everybody. Totally get it. Totally get it. Let's get on to the reviews. Let's start with Ralph breaks the internet. <laughs> racer what am i oh you're my best friend all we gotta do is find a part to fix your game everything goes back to the way it was but where are we gonna find that the internet Housewives want to meet you. They do. Want to get rich playing video games? Slaughter Race. He's wicked dangerous. Video game bad guy Ralph and fellow misfit Vanellope Von Schweetz must risk it all by traveling to the World Wide Web. How long has it been since you've heard it called the World Wide Web? Been a hot minute, that's for sure. In search of a replacement part to save Vanellope's video game, Sugar Rush. It is the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. The horribly titled sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph yeah. Breaks the Internet, one of the worst titles I've ever heard. Right from the moment I heard it, I was just like, what are you thinking? Is it possible the movie is actually good with a title that bad? Well, let's take a look at it. Do you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay, Andrew? Uh, I liked it. Uh, Yeah, liked it. I'm on the high side of liked it. It sounds like I maybe liked it a little bit more than you, um, yeah. but I couldn't quite squeak over into loved it, and there's mm. some reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, that I'm sure we'll get into. But first, can I just say this? I love these characters. Okay. I, I am willing to put up with a lot because of how much I love uh, the Ralph character um, as portrayed by... Um, John C. Riley. John C. I wanted to say John Cena. <laughs> I was like, no, no, not John Cena. Can't see me. John Cena Riley. Uh, and uh, and uh, Sarah Silverman, I think, does uh, Vanellope. I think they are so perfect. And just those two, the fact that they focused this movie on those two was really smart, in my opinion, because I think they are the relationship. They are the uh, the characters that I connect to, the characters I understand, and all of that. And so if the movie works, I think it's because of them, their relationship, and also what the movie is saying about their relationship, I think, is valuable and interesting and not necessarily something I've seen a lot of movies really touch on, you know, the idea of friendship and um, possessiveness and uh, you know, those kind of things. So I thought, I thought that was really well laid out through the movie. So I really enjoyed them. What kind of things did you like? I like you, or well, I should, I was, <laughs> that's the exact opposite. I was trying to say, I unlike you, uh, um, wasn't really that big on the first movie. Um, oh, I love the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm like one of four people in the world. <laughs> but uh, oh, I, this I, is interesting. I had forgotten that you didn't even really enjoy the first movie all that much. I liked it, but I wasn't like some people right. consider Wreck It Ralph to be the quintessential Pixar movie. Yeah, some people in this room. Yeah, well, it's not a Pixar movie though. It's Disney. Well, some people consider it to be one of those animated, you know. Well, here's the thing. This is this is what I've said this about Wreck It Ralph. It feels like a Pixar movie. That's an easy mistake to make. It's so well done that it feels very Pixar-ish, but it's definitely Disney. Yeah. I just consider Disney and Pixar the same thing at this point. They yeah. are. So Don't don't get me started, man. Don't. Okay. There's well, such differences. But continue. All right. Anywho, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Anywho, so the fact that, you know, I what wasn't like stoked to get back into these characters 
Having said that, the fact that I, you know, really enjoyed, you know, seeing them on screen, it really was surprising. Like, uh, I went into this movie expecting to go, okay, yeah, there's yeah, Ralph yeah, all right, and there's yeah. Oh, that was fun, yeah. But sure. then whenever it actually kicked off and they started doing their thing, you know, and just get back into the old habits, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm all right with this, you know. It was just right. a really fun little quick catch-up on how everybody's doing. Yeah. Because... Conceptually, it's a really fun idea for a movie. It is, and it's such an IP flex from Disney, right? Like it's like this movie is the biggest IP flex, especially this movie. That's a con for me, actually. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe we, we may disagree on that because it is one thing that I did like about this movie is that Disney's like, okay, we have all this IP that we've gathered, right? We yeah. we can do what we want. We can put it in our movies how we want to. And this movie is the perfect way, in my opinion, to display that. Um, and I, I just think there's it, it's it. I think it depends on how you feel about um, the use of IP and the reuse of IP that, that, you know, maybe why we come down on different sides on this. But I think that stuff can be fun. I, I loved all that, you know, Star Wars, Marvel Disney princesses. Oh, the Disney princess is the best thing of the movie. Oh, they're so great. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah, and and the way they use them is so perfect. And and yeah. what it does, it makes you realize. Um. You know, you look at something like uh, Shrek, which kind of plays off of the Disney idea and has some kind of Disney princess slams in there and, and different things. Mm-hmm. Um. And you realize that you can you can go into something, make light of it, and still honor it and respect it in an interesting way um, that you can, you know, you don't have to, like, put it away on a pedestal never to be touched. It can be used and still be honored, right? You're not tarnishing the Disney princesses by having them be this amazing part of this movie. Uh, and I think a lot of times that balance is weird for a company to think about. But Disney is is now understanding a little bit more about IP and how to use it and and all that kind of stuff. So I I, I really liked that. I love the princesses. Yeah, I, I was surprised to find out that a lot of the voices for the princesses original voices original voices yes wasn't that pretty cool? That's great. Yeah, it's it's so much fun and so and some of those jokes. There's even a. See this. We may be getting to spoilers if we start talking specific jokes. So let's hold specific jokes for spoilers. Okay. Uh, but there's some of those princess jokes are so good. Oh yeah, so funny. So uh, I guess I should clarify what I meant by like IP flexing and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, I think that actually my negative leans more towards the abundance of referential stuff, even outside of Disney. Like, you know, just the internet. Like stuff from the first one with video games, like Q-Bird. No. And, no, I'm saying is like the, the same idea is now with the internet. So now you've got Facebook and exactly, Twitter yeah. and those kind of references. Exactly, yeah. Agreed. Actually, that's in my con list as well. Yeah. And I don't know. What I told somebody coming out of this was this is the best possible version of the Emoji movie. Like, this is about as good as you can do when that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but it still doesn't feel right. It just feels like there's... Because we know the internet. We know how it works. We know that it's not a city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I get what you're trying to, you know, anthropomorphize yeah. a digital space. I get that. But at the same time... 
Um, there's, we just we all have too many experiences and thoughts and opinions on these entities, these corporate entities, to give in to whatever this movie's idea or thought of that corporate ent- entity is. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like we're already grounded in our own ideas too much. And here's the thing. I've seen, and this is totally not what this movie's trying to say, but I've seen enough of the internet to know that it's not as bright and colorful as this movie really tries to portray <laughs> right. it as. Well, they do have moments where they they go to what they call the dark web, dark and it's web. so undark. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they do as good as they can in a family movie, I'm sure. That, but. And that's the thing. Trying to visualize the internet in right. a family movie movie is difficult, right? Considering what everybody knows the internet to be, right? Like really, even kids kind of know what the internet really is. So. <laughs> when you say "really is," I say one of the ways the internet is often used. Like you know, that's I no. I think I, they're one and the same. Okay, well we can disagree about that later, but uh, yeah. uh, just in case you don't know what IP is, intellectual property. Intellectual property is what we mean by IE, and so, Disney has a lot of it. Yeah, so like intellectual property for Disney would be they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, they own you know the Disney princesses, they mm. own the entire plethora of Hollywood, pretty much at this point. <laughs> but no, it's like what you own. Yeah. Your property. Well, in that, and part of the reason maybe that other stuff doesn't work as well is because it's not owned by Disney, right? They have limitations on what they can really do with, you know, Google in this movie is just a building, basically. Yeah. And that's, and they probably had to pay rights even for that, even just to show the logo, they probably had to pay decent rights. So, you know, it, it kind of limits your ability to really explore those things in that way and even it was weird whenever you know you obviously know what they're going for you they mention amazon they mention google and all these other things but then they had to come up with different titles for software and websites that Mm -hmm. really everybody knows you're kind of having it at that point like yeah i'm just gonna say BuzzTube. you know right okay you got google why can't you use youtube well because there i mean there's probably a different you know, way to like Emoji they, Movie they, did. Emoji yeah. Movie did whatever they had to do or whatever and actually used, you know, a YouTube scene or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's just you have to make those choices. And I don't pretend to know what those choices involve other than lots of money, probably. Yeah. And I, I know we kind of switched into cons. So I'll get, get us back on track with some pros. And sure. Stuff. Go for it. I like the introduction of the new characters in the uh, internet. The introduction or the characters themselves? Uh, the actual characters themselves, yeah, like me too. Shank, uh, the uh, the search engine, and even yes, <laughs> just you know, fun new characters and stuff like that. yeah. I really enjoyed that, and I also I don't know why, but I like the. This might be my favorite part of the whole internet thing is the. Anim or what would you, the avatars of the humans actually walking around the internet? Yeah, I found really funny. Yeah, I don't know. They why. reminded me of of um the Wii's Wii characters. or the me characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It definitely reminded me of like the meverse mm-hmm. idea. Um, I enjoyed all that as well. Uh, I think the the new characters. I you know you mentioned about how it doesn't portray the internet. You know, completely. But one thing I did find in, I don't think this is too spoilerish, but, you know, one of the characters is like, um, hey, go, you know, get video game stuff and, you know, you can get paid for it kind of thing. Yeah. That was an interesting way to represent kind of that back corner spam. of the internet spam. Right. I, I thought that was, you know, um, 
I thought that was well thought out and very interesting. And, and, uh, and so there are moments, there are touches like that where just as many touches where it's like, eh, that's not really how the internet is. There are also these touches where it's like, Oh, I didn't even think about portraying that, you know? And so I, the movie does kind of have it both ways a little bit. Um, you know, there are pros and cons in that area, I think. Yep. Any other cons you want to specifically bring out? Uh, the ending. Uh, Tell me about it without spoiling it. I mean, tell me about your cons with it without spoiling it. I just didn't like the culmination of everything, like mm. final fights and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you're losing me, movie. Mm. As you're getting Did you feel like it, it it was a little too ambitious? I don't know if ambitious. It's just it didn't feel like it flowed with the rest of the movie, if that makes sense. Thematically or Them- visually? Both. Okay. Visually, I'm with you. Thematically, I think I understand what they were doing. I know what they're trying to do, yeah. but for some reason, like the visualization and also the way they tried to portray it, I guess it does, you know, fall more into visualization. Because I agree with that. That's my other. That's my other main con. Oh, really? Is, is the 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 visuals of the ending felt too strange for me? Yeah, they, they were. They it really took me out of the movie. It's something um, that I would see in like a weird anime sort of thing yeah and you're like uh, I don't yeah know. and it didn't quite work no it didn't yeah so yeah we can leave it there till spoilers sure but, but i'm with you on that totally okay. with you it is it is one of the reasons i i can't go quite to the loved it part of this even though i really did like this movie okay um i also wonder uh you know if my expectations were too high like because I love Wreck-It Ralph so much that that's why some of these negatives feel a little bigger than they maybe are. Maybe this is just a great fun movie, and it because it didn't live up to the first one for me that you know I didn't enjoy it quite as much. But I I really had a good time. It's a fun movie to go to, um, and my family had a great time at it too. So you know, oh good yeah I know I know people like it. Do you think they waited too long? I no no, no I don't think so. I I if anything I think. Again, the title, but I don't know how much a title is going to impact marketing. But I know you watched trailers post viewing of the movie. Did I you haven't watch? watched this one. No, there's actually trailers where they reference the bad title and stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, they're like, take ownership of it a little bit. Oh yeah, because they were like, uh, "Why didn't you call it Re- Ralph Rex the Internet? He is Wreck Ralph." And like, yeah, but break the internet's kind of a thing. Like, well, <laughs> Rex the Internet sounds better, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not wrong." <laughs> Yeah, I think I might have just gone with Wreck-It Ralph too. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's, yeah. it's just that's okay. You can yeah. just you can just throw a number on there. We all know it's the second Wreck-It Ralph. Creed mm-hmm. did it. It's just Creed two. You yeah. know, it's not Creed. Colin Creed. breaks the Russian. Creed, <laughs> Creed wrecks the Russians. <laughs> yes, something like that. Uh, anything else you want to got Anything else you want to mention in uh, the review of Wreck-It Ralph before we head on? Uh, question: Who is the target audience? I think you know. It's just a pretty widespread for kids and yeah. adults and everything. They're doing the Disney thing where it's families. Yeah. The idea is that anybody in the family can go see it together. The idea is that the target is, you know, people who want to go see it with people they love that aren't in the same demographic, Mm -hmm. you know, that idea. You can take your nephew to it. You can take your kid to it. You can take your, you know, mom to it, your dad to it, your grandma to it. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of the idea I get from Disney um, when when they talk about target audience. So acceptable for most parents to go, yeah, my kids will love watching this. And also for parents to go, I enjoyed watching this. That's what they're going for. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. Ready to move on? Yep. All right, let's talk about Creed 2. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, we got nothing. 
Life hits you with all these cheap shots. People like me, we live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? In 1985, Russian boxer Ivan Drago killed former U.S. champion Apollo Creed in a tragic match that stunned the world. Against the wishes of trainer Rocky Balboa, Apollo's son Adonis Johnson accepts a challenge from Drago's son, another dangerous fighter. What will happen? Gong, gong, gong. Uh, it is, it is uh, Sly Stallone doing the Rocky thing again, but now he's handing over the reins to uh, Michael B. Jordan to play this Creed character for a second time. Uh, however, not the same director. This is not a uh, Coogler. Nope. Directing this. Um, Stephen Cable Jr. And it, you know, yeah, it definitely references a lot of, it's Rocky Four that's the the Russian, the yeah. Drago, right? <laughs> exactly. Lots of Rocky Four in here. What did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Really liked it, possibly loved it. I don't know. I'm. I felt exactly the same way about this as as Ralph breaks the internet. Really liked it, but can't quite squeeze into the loved it category. Yeah, I like this definitely way more than Ralph breaks. Yeah, I'm, breaks the I'm internet. about even with them. Like I had a really good time with both of them. There's just a few flaws that you know bring it down a little bit. Yeah. So um, so let's let's kick it off. What did you like? Man, Michael B. Jordan is good. <laughs> he's, he's so jacked. Oh dude. wow! Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's he must crazy. have like zero percent body fat in this this movie. It's yeah. insane. It's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but not only that, the physical specimen that he puts on display, but also his performance. Well, in this that's movie. part of the performance, right? Like yeah. you know, the physicality of it is really interesting. The emotion of it is really interesting. He's so good. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing. Yes, um, you can always look at Rockies 1 and 2 as, you know, whenever the first Creed movie came out, that's the ones you think of automatically, you know, is Rockies 1 and 2 because, right. you know, that's the big Creed, st- or uh, Apollo Creed and uh, Balboa fights, you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about the importance of Rocky 2 or Rocky 4. yeah. And what effect that would have on Adonis. Sure. But as soon as like the concept of this came out, I'm like, oh, that's so obvious. Why right. didn't I think about it? Right. And the more that I saw for this movie, like leading up to it, I'm like, this has the potential to be one of the best Rocky movies because it's Drago and Creed again. And you forget Ivan killed Apollo. Yeah. And you're like, that's his son. And then this is his son. And they're going to fight each other. <laughs> it's everything I should have ever wanted in a movie. <laughs> okay. I should, uh, I don't know why I, why I didn't, I should preface. I am a fanatic for the Rocky universe. Right. I really right. am. I love, 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 love the Rocky films. Um, I can't, I come to the Rocky films uh, later. Uh, Rocky Four is actually the first Rocky movie I ever saw. Oh. Um, that was probably and weird. I did. I did really no. I loved it. Mm. It wasn't weird at all, actually. And I and I don't know that it would be. Rocky Four is a different movie than One through Three. It is much more pulpy, like pop. Like the the montages are you know all adrenaline and that kind of stuff. And it's it's this crazy eighties aesthetic of you know. There's just there's a lot of 
you know, um, elevation to that movie that, in fact, when I back went back and watched the first Rocky, I was like, oh, this is why people love the Rocky movie so much because it's grounded. It's real. It feels genuine. Like you're, there's an actual character here because Rocky four, by that time, it's almost a cartoon. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong as a kid. I loved it. I loved that cartoon. I thought that was, you know, yeah, kill the Russian, you know, beat the Russian, you know, he killed Apollo Creed, go get him, you know? Yeah. So I say all that to say I I am not a huge fan. Um, that sounds like I don't like them. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I'm, I, have, I don't live and breathe the Rocky movies. Sure. It's just something I came into and then rewatched later. Um, I, I really enjoyed the original Creed movie. Uh, I will go ahead and say this here. I think the original Creed is better than this movie. I do too. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, Coogler. I was just about to say the way he shot that movie is yeah. like on another level. And I am missing that in this movie. I really am. Not to get into cons too early, but I there. This movie is a little too. This is too strong of a way to say it, but it edges towards paint by numbers a little bit too much for me where it's just, Mm -hmm. this is just the way you do it. Whereas the original Creed, those one takes and the different way. Yeah. There was a freshness to it, originality to it that I really didn't feel here. Uh, Having said that, I had fun. I had a good time. I I was definitely rooting for him. I knew where it was going. Like I, I never was really surprised my much if anything in this movie that's the thing it's predictable whereas the first creed movie was so fresh and it was a unique take you didn't know where it was going to lead you i mean you could have had an idea of where it was going based on what you knew about the rocky universe yeah but at the same time it didn't have to go there and it like you said it was so fresh you weren't 100 percent sure what cooler was going to do with that story yeah. or what the writers were going to do with that story but so. with this one it's kind of you know predictable yes, in a sense definitely um, but that's okay. That's not always awful. I've talked about this before. Just because you know something's going to happen doesn't mean it's not interesting to watch it happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I I found that here. I still found myself... I never found myself disinterested. You know, I was always interested in watching, captivated by, you know, uh, his performance, uh, Michael B. Jordan's performance, captivated by uh, some of the fight choreography. You know, there's there's still some good fight choreography. It, feel, it feels very real. The fighting feels very real. That's here. crazy because I have the exact, that's one of my cons is I thought that the fighting is not as realistic as it was in the first Creed mm. movie. Do you think that's just because of the one shots though? No, I think it's more along the lines of this movie leans more towards the style of fighting you saw in the original Rocky movies, a lot of power punch landing, as opposed to actual boxing, which is what you kind of got mm. in the first Creed movie, you know, no, a that's lot true. of technicality. There's a lot of uh, a lot of hooks and power punches landing in this movie as opposed to the first Creed movie. Are you a fan of boxing in general? Yes, I'm a huge... My, my see, I'm not, so I wouldn't necessarily recognize yeah. that stuff. That makes sense to me that you would see that, and I wouldn't. Yeah, my whole family is a huge fight family. Actually, uh, Tommy Morrison, who was the villain in uh, Rocky Five, okay. I know everybody hates it. My family knew him, and I have pictures of me whenever I was a baby sitting on his lap, and his bicep is bigger <laughs> than my entire being and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's fine. huge fight family. We okay. all watch fights. It makes sense that you would pick up on that stuff then. I just, I didn't pick up on that. I, I mean, again, that's what Rocky Four is. It's just big power punches and, you know, craziness. And so, you know, it didn't necessarily surprise me that this was much in the same way. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but I have to mention it. College Humor has a uh, little sketch that they did. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Not hyperbolic there. It mm-hmm. really is. Where they, you know, you know how they... 
ESPN has the 30 for 30s, you know? They did a 30 for 30 mockumentary sort of thing, like treating the Rocky Fours if it really happened, like it was a historical event. And okay. it's called Rocky Ends the Cold War. <laughs> and they have like actual like ESPN commentators coming in and they're treating it like it was a real historical event and stuff. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. That sounds hilarious. I should mention that too. Uh, I would say everybody knows Rocky Four did in the Cold War. We're all taught that in school and everything. <laughs> right, yeah. This movie kind of reignites the fire between <laughs> Russia and the United States a little bit. Does there's it n- though? There's no... I, I know like in our political landscape right now, it's c- kind of tense between Russia and the United States, but at the end of Rocky Four. There was a call for peace, but there's not in this one. So is Rocky <laughs> or is Creed two calling for action against Russia? I don't know. I'm just a guy who watches movies. <laughs> I uh, I I you know the more I think about, it, I do have some some cons with this movie. Maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I did because I think about the Russian stuff, and I don't think a lot of that works. Like Victor I, worked. Um, Victor. Ivan's son, the main guy he's fighting. Well, I think as a character he works. Like yeah. I think I think he's a specimen for sure. And like, you know, he is what's he like six five? Oh, he's crazy. He's, he's a he's, titan of a man. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge dude, and I think the performance is fine. But what I don't think works about a lot of that stuff is I'm not sure the movie spends enough time on it for me to really get involved emotionally in it. And or it or even even like fill it out enough for me to understand why I should care as much about it. And so because it spends a little bit of time on it, that time kind of feels wasted on a subplot that I didn't I just didn't feel like it was needed. The stuff with the the mom and the wife and the stuff like that, like that particular stuff where there's no um, there's no conclusion to it there's i think i think i know what the movie is trying to make the resolution be but it doesn't spend enough time there for us to really understand the impact of it yeah or or what it meant to the fight you know well i think what the movie's trying to do is have you um i guess i should say the movie's trying to get you to sympathize with both fighters in a way you're supposed to feel bad for victor sure i i yeah i I get that that was the intent and you're supposed to you obviously feel bad for creed because they are both uh byproducts of an event in history Mm -hmm. that they are now forced to uh reconcile something that they technically were never even a part of because apollo is you know haunted by the death of his father by ivan and Victor is haunted by his father being shamed, like mm. nationally shamed by Rocky. Right. So you have these two guys who are fighting for, you know, redemption of others than themselves, which is really interesting. And and also completely unfinished. You know, like there's there's nothing in the I mean on the Russian side of that. And that's what yeah. I'm kind of pointing to is sure you can you can you can say that's what you're trying to do, but at the same time, I don't understand what it means to the overall resolution of this story. And it's, I don't know, I just, I, I found it underdeveloped and, and wasted uh, I don't think in some it was, ways. I don't think it was wasted. I think it was un, unfinished. Here, here's, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like the movie wanted to have 
have its uh, have its Rocky Four in in Eat Creed Two. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it want it wanted to have its Rocky Four and be Creed Two. Like it wanted to still be meaningful, like Creed was, and a little more deep. But it also wanted to be pulpy and over the top and crazy, like Rocky Four was. And I don't know that it managed that that balancing act quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the stuff that like. Uh, Listen, just go ahead and make make him a monster like his dad was. You know what I mean? Like, and then we can just enjoy the crazy, pulpy, beat him up, survive it, do it for the Americans thing that we got from Rocky Four, right? Yeah. But it wants to also have the the nuance that the original Creed did, which I understand, but it's almost at odds in some ways because then I don't know. Like my my good and bad isn't as clearly defined for me to just you know drop all my. But I like that. I, it's fine in a movie that that's what the movie is, but this movie also wants it also wants me to jump out of my chair and jump up and down when Creed wins, but because it's nuancing everything, that emotion is dialed down. Yeah, does that make sense? It kind of does. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I just think I don't there's agree a little to of, the extent that you're saying, but I do sure. understand there's what you're saying. There's a little cognitive dissonance there, you know, a little bit of battle in my brain for what I want to happen. Yeah, in some ways. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was probably one of the cons for me okay what else do you want to mention uh man why couldn't sly give performances like this throughout his entire career yeah i think that over the past like two years like as he's been playing old rocky and you know he's he's still the bumbling idiot (laughs) but it's so like adorable at this point like you you sympathize with him like he's he seems almost like he grew up to be that old version of Rocky. He's like, right. yeah, I, I don't know, Miss Adrian, you know, you yeah. know, stuff like that. But at the same time, like, there's a whole bit with him, you know, trying to get a light fixed and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, that's, that's an old man kind of thing to, you know, whine about. But since he's Rocky, it feels weird, but also realistic to a point. Yeah, I really, I don't know why, but I think that. The the Creed movies, even though they're not really about Rocky, they make me appreciate the Rocky movies more for what they actually did. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Okay. I also really enjoyed uh, that there's a little bit more Tessa Thompson in this. Oh, uh, she's so good. A little bit more Felicia uh, Felicia Rashad, right? Um, oh, the mom. Yeah. yeah. So I they they are two of my favorites, um, and I think it's it's good to see them do more work um, mm-hmm. in these movies. Uh, at the same time, I do also wonder if that's part of this movie trying to, you know, hit so many different angles that it didn't, you know, it tried to land so many different kinds of punches that I'm not sure any of them really landed in a knockout way for me. So <laughs> sure, uh, good puns, good puns. <laughs> that's 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 more a metaphor than a pun, but uh, we'll let it slide. Yeah. Uh, so anything else? Uh, definitely see it. I want to see it again. I really do. If anything, it's funny. This movie isn't as realistic, like I said, fight-wise, as the first uh, Creed movie, but it feels a lot like all the other fight scenes in every other Rocky movie. Mm. So if I go at it from that perspective and just expect those power punches to land and stuff like that, this is a fun movie. Yeah. It's really fun. Fun training montages in this one. Sure. Uh, Really, they they changed the way like they did the the training montages because you know that's a staple you have to have it in every single rocky Mm -hmm. movie also i like the music in this movie a lot too yeah music is great and you know it's interesting when the main rocky theme comes in 
Um, you can't help but get goosebumps. Oh, it's yeah. just such a great theme, and you know, you've heard it in so many cool moments in movies before, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's weird because I was simultaneously getting goosebumps and feeling manipulated. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? You know, you can play this and make make me feel things. I. I don't know if it's manipulation. I think it's just, you know, if you have pocket rockets, play the pocket rockets, <laughs> right, you know. Play your aces. Exactly. Um, no, I totally agree. Now, I, 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 manipulation, I mean, can have a pretty negative connotation, but it doesn't. But manipulating something, all movies are manipulation. They're all trying to make us feel something, right? Yeah. You know? So I didn't necessarily mean it in the most extreme negative way that mani- manipulation is that, made. That's fair. I but understand. I had both those thoughts where I know what you're doing, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time, my whole body is covered and, in goosebumps. And you're like, thank you for doing it, <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. I know what I you're know doing, what you're I'm doing, glad you did it. And it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. Exactly, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think overall I had a good time with this. Yeah. Um. This is, uh, I think I will watch it as well, again. Uh, and maybe I found with movies, actually with both of the movies we've talked about, I bet I really like them more the second time. I found that ever since I've been more of a movie critic and more expected to kind of let other people know what if a movie is good, that I'm much more apt to be uh, those critical parts of me um, the first time through. And then the second time through, I just get to go as me, you know, and yeah. just watch a movie. And that's, I mean... I. I say that's an unfortunate part of doing what we do, but it's okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind, you know, paying closer attention that first time so I can make sure I tell you what, you know, you want to know about a movie. Um, but I have found that going to movies a second time and almost always uh, I like a movie more the second time. that If it's one that I kind of liked the first time. If it's yeah. one I didn't like the first time, I'm not apt to see it a second time. Probably, You're not seeing so. Red Sparrow again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I, I expect I'll like both of these movies even a little bit more. Yep. Uh, well, there you go. Um, that's Creed 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. We will uh, do some spoilers that you will find in your podcast feed if you want to hear uh, some of the more specific stuff uh, about specific scenes and that kind of thing. Uh, that should be later in your podcast feed. Uh, before we head on to our Sift Quest, just a reminder, if you want to support this podcast, first of all, thank you for even thinking about doing that. That's amazing that you would throw a couple bucks a month our way. Uh, to help us do that, you can do that at patreon.com slash siftpop. Patreon.com slash siftpop starts at three bucks a month. Some fun perks that come with that. Um, and more fun perks coming in the coming year. So we'll be sure to let you know about that as well, uh, including your own podcast feed where you get bonus episodes. We talked about our Thanksgiving experiences in the bonus episode for this podcast. So if you want to check any of that out, go to patreon.com slash siftpop. Uh, if this in any way makes your life harder, don't do it. But if you have money that you want to send our way, um, we appreciate it. And we're very thankful for it. Sift Pop is at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sift Pop with a T. <laughs> Not Sift Pop. S-I-F-T-P-O-P. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the Sift Quest. This has been floating around Twitter and other places. Has it? And I thought it was just a fun... Well, and, well, it got specifically sent to us and said, um, I would love to hear your guys' answer to this. And it was sent to us uh, by Draymond on Twitter. So, and it says, just curious, which movie is your favorite from each year of the 2010s? So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and so far in 18. Um, let's go in reverse order. 
and start with this year and work our way back. Oh, okay. Does that does that work? I just figure it's probably the older conversations probably get a little more interesting as we go that direction. Sure, yeah. Um, I and this could knowing us, this could go forever because we're gonna want to talk about a bunch of movies. You're from- asking us to rank movies, <laughs> and that can also lead us down a very very so let's as much as we can just talk about the best movie or our favorite movie from each year um if you have to throw in a couple others that you know maybe moved in your list or whatever that's fine but we'll we'll try to keep it to just the answer to this question uh so let's start in 2018 this gives a little bit away because we're heading towards the end of the year so you know this may be a a preview of what our favorite movie of the year will be uh, when we have our awards here in three or four weeks is usually when we do our sif pop awards it's crazy uh so but let's do it what's your favorite so far movie and again this is favorite not necessarily best one that you enjoy the most uh what's your favorite movie of 2018 infinity war yeah yeah i mean it's hard to argue with that yeah it's it's incredible what they've done yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's all i can say about the movie is yeah uh infinity war was close for me um but right now and it may just be because i saw it again last night uh, watched it for the fourth time last night. Uh, Incredibles two, yeah, is just so good. Like you're we talking about my favorite. I often ask the question of all the movies in 2018, which one am I most excited to put back in the DVD player right now and watch it again? And that's right now is Incredibles two. I just love that movie. Oh, that uh, that whole train scene is like one of the coolest scenes. Yeah. of the entire year. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's mine for 2018. All right, let's move on to 2017. What do you got? Blade Runner 2049. Good choice. Yeah, definitely way up there for me. Wow, what a visually beautiful movie. I yeah. love and I love Denis Villeneuve. I think everybody's giving great performances. It's just an all around mind blow of a movie. It's a stunner. Um, last year, I would have said Coco was my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has been passed. Uh, I think it has been passed by Baby Driver. Yeah. It has jumped up for me quite a bit. I just, I've watched it several times since then. It's, it's such a fun movie. I just can't wait, you know, till certain scenes, till certain stuff happens. I love Baby Driver. There's so many Easter eggs in that movie that even to this day, like when I watched it like a month ago, mm. somebody pointed out, um, you know how there's like graffiti on the walls he's always walking by and stuff? Well, there's one scene where he's walking by and there's like a black heart like graffitied on the wall. Yeah. And uh, then he sees uh, whatever her name was, I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he walks back by, then the heart's red. Like, it's just uh, stuff like that. Like, oh, picking up on stuff like that. Like, oh, that's so cool the way the graffiti and stuff. And just the whole world is like based around that soundtrack, which is just so fun. It's a blast. Um, speaking of a blast and having a great soundtrack, I've still got La La Land for 2016. That hasn't changed for me. I know it has for some people, but I still love that movie. That's a shame because Arrival is way better. <laughs> it is not way better. Oh, it is. Oh. Man, Arrival is just one of the most mind-blowy movies ever. No, that I totally is definitely a top 50 movies of all time for me. It's it's definitely my number two for the year. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, think, I think people forget how amazing La La Land is, but... Maybe that's just me. Um, All right. On to 2015. Yep. Force Awakens. That's a great choice. Definitely in my top three. Um, I still have Inside Out 
as my favorite movie from that year. You love animated movies. I love how Pixar hits every uh, quadrant of my brain. Like everything <laughs> I love in movies, they do very, very well. Uh, it, it's a battle, though, between Inside Out and The Revenant. I still think The Revenant is, you know. Revenant was number two for me that year. Yeah, so, me as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, Inside Out's for 2015. What do you got for 2014? Whiplash. It's a top ten movie of all time for me. It's a great choice. It has moved up uh, quite a bit for me as well. Um, I'm actually going to have to go with Locke. Locke is really good. Um, I, I, This is one of those movies that wouldn't usually fit in my favorite category. It doesn't feel like one you just want to watch over and over again. No. But it is. Like, I am fascinated by that performance in that movie. So, yeah, I, I, I have that as my favorite movie. I mean, Tom Hardy is doing ev- literally everything in that movie. Yeah. And it works. It's in, it's incredible. Um, but Whiplash would probably be uh, number two. Yeah. Seriously, when I say top ten greatest movies of all time, it's crazy to think a movie that came out in 2014 did that. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, 2013. Prisoners. You know, I was wondering if we were going to have any like that we would agree on. No. And I don't. I don't think we are. We've got two more left because I, I didn't like prisoners uh, as much as you did. Yeah. Uh, or much at all, actually. Uh, I've gravity still is my favorite movie of of 2013. Just barely over her. Her is still one of those movies that that blows me away. But um. But yeah, I'm going with gravity. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault you. I mean, I love that movie. Gravity is just. You get so. What am I, you get so terrified in that movie. I, I never understood how terrifying space was. Mm-hmm. Even after all, you know, the Apollo 13s and all those other space movies. But for some reason, gravity hit a note in me that made me so terrified of outer space. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 2012. This might be... Can we agree on this one? No, we're not. Oh, okay. What's you, yours? You're going to say Avengers. <laughs> you know me too well. But <laughs> the movie is insane. It's insane. I can watch that over and over and over again forever. I know. And there's... I've, there's Man, there's one movie that came out that year. That, you're going like, to say The Hobbit, aren't you? No. There's <laughs> a movie that came out that year that nobody saw that okay. I think is a 10 out of 10 movie. Don't get me wrong. Avengers is also a 10 out of 10 movie. Yeah. But whenever I was going over my top 100 movies of all time, this one was ranked higher. It's called Disconnect. I've never seen it. Yeah, I know. Like I don't I, even know what that is. <clears throat> so pretty much, you know how we were talking about how Ralph Breaks the Internet is like showing you the dark side of the web uh-huh. in like a very family-friendly way? I think you've mentioned this one before. This one is showing you the dark side of the Internet in a very adult side of the way, like... Uh, uh, I don't even want to get into it, but it's, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like. Teen- so what makes it your favorite? The performances in that movie are good. It's kind of one of those spider web kind of movies, like how this affects that person and that affects that person. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole bunch of people going over the ramifications of just being online. And it's a huge cast. You got Jason Bateman, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, I could go on forever yeah. with this giant uh, list of people you should man because when there's a when there's a movie that you like that much that nobody has even i mean it's just say nobody has even heard of but that very few it's on very few people's radars yeah yeah you should you should preach about it yeah so disconnect it's it's a rough movie to watch but it is so good oh top 10 or 
10 out of 10 movie. You know, just even just as a friend, I should watch that. You know, just I should find it. And I just don't. Is it streaming somewhere? Like, where would I find it? <sighs> Give me two seconds. I'll tell you. <laughs> I could probably do the research on my own. <laughs> you know? Ironically, I'm going to. I know how to use Google I'm, as well. Because <laughs> I'm going to look up on the Internet a movie about ch- telling you all the different terrible things about the Internet. Disconnect. Uh, you can watch it on stars or prime video or itunes it looks like you can buy it on prime video or itunes but I mean, it's not streaming for free on any of the services uh stars if you have it okie dokie disconnect wow yep. 2012 by the way was a the- t- crazy year it was uh the only year <clears throat> that i've ever ranked every single movie i saw that year like i put them all in order all 172 of them or whatever <laughs> That's crazy. So the only year I've ever done that was 2012. Uh, all right. On to 2011. Warrior. That's a great choice. That really is a great choice. Definitely up towards the top for me. Um, I'm going to go with 2011. I think I Wait, have to. 12. I'm sorry. 2011. Oh, yeah. Ele- uh, my bad. We just talked about disconnect and stuff. So that yeah, was still yeah, yeah. on my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah no worries. No worries. Um, it came down to me. Uh, for me to between Social Network and Moneyball. Um, I love both of those movies. And if I'm sitting with both of those in front of me, I think I'm actually, I think I'm going to put the Social Network in. Yeah. Over Moneyball. So I think the Social Network's my favorite movie of 2011, um, which when 2011 happened, I had it like 13th. So, you know, it's definitely climbed a little bit. Uh, I might have put like Drive on that list as well because that mm-hmm. movie's amazing. But yeah. Drive was. 2012 wasn't it i thought drive was 2011 no you may be right you may be right it says 2011 okay cool yeah there you go great movie uh and finally all the way back to 2010 our last chance to have the same movie andrew (laughs) dewey uh yeah inception inception we did it Ah. we got one that's the same (laughs) it only took going back eight years yep what a movie yeah, man. Uh, over Toy Story three for me, which is saying something, yeah. you know. But I think I, Inception is more. It's just so fun to watch, so interesting and fascinating. And don't get me wrong, I love watching Toy Story three. I think it's great and emotional and beautiful and all that stuff. I love How to Train Your Dragon was that year. I love How to Train Your Dragon. It's one of my favorite movies. DiCaprio was busy that year because he also had Shutter Island come out that year. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wasn't Social Network a 2010 movie? Was it? Yeah. Is it? I think so. You know, that's possible. You know, it's possible because uh, eight years ago, I wasn't watching everything the year it came out. Mm. Some stuff I didn't get around till till later. So if that's the case, then I'm probably... Is Moneyball a 2011? Uh, 11. 11? Yeah. All right. Then I'll have to go with Moneyball for 2011. Uh, but I'm still going with Inception for 2010. Yeah, because 2010, uh, Social Network lost to King's Speech for Best Picture. And King's Fair Speech enough. was 2010. Fair enough. I'm glad. I'm glad you figured that out because somebody... In, on Twitter would have yeah. uh, laid into me for that. Uh, yes, it is very possible my list is a little bit incorrect because uh, back uh, since 2014, I've, I've listed everything by year. But before that, I listed everything by the year I saw it. Mm. So um, I just didn't see Social Network until after the new year. So I want to go over some... 2010 was one of the hardest years for me to rank stuff. Yeah. Because Inception, a great year. Social Network... The town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking over this list. The fighter. You have 127 hours. 
Scott Pilgrim. I mean, this was a year and a half for movies. Yeah. 2010 was a great year for movies. I mean, I mean, Expendables came out that year. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know, one thing as I've been looking at this, and I know it's it's a little bit of a privilege of doing what we do and seeing as many movies as we see. Black Swan came out that year. But one thing as I've gone over this, I, I am less and less patient with the idea that there's no good movies anymore. Like, less and less patient with the argument that, well, they just don't make them like they used to. And, you know, oh, Hollywood's run out of new ideas and that kind of thing. Because I think we live in an era where, yes, commercially, you're going to see sequels, remakes, all that stuff. You know, the new Lion King uh, thing just came out this week where people are putting up the shot for shot, you know, uh trailer comparison to the original Lion King, right? Yeah. People are like, oh, good, another shot for shot, you know, remake. Fine, I get it. That can be annoying to people. I actually, it doesn't, you know, I'm a little bit agnostic about it. It doesn't really affect me either way. Sure. If the movie's great, the movie's great. But you don't have to just watch those movies. There are original, interesting, clever, fun movies that come out every single year and not just one or two. There are... There are at least a couple dozen movies every year that are brand new properties that are excellent. And why do those movies exist in a commercial world where they're not the movies that make money? I'll tell you why. Because artists are always going to want to create art. Money will not change that. It may change what is the most visible to us and what is the most commercially successful. And it may depress us on that level that as a mass we tend to just go for what's commercially you know, um, successful, but they are always there. You just have to find them. You just, I mean, and they're not hard to find, you know? Uh, I, was, I was listing the 10 movies this year on Twitter that stuck with me. Not a single one of them is a remake. They're all original, and they're all pretty easy to find, even though none of them really made much money. You know, yeah. So um, I think I, I think I'm getting less and less patient with the argument that you know good movies aren't made anymore because they are and they always will be because artists want to create art. They just do. You know, nothing's going to change that, and it's easier than ever to do. Yeah, with technology. So, yeah. so anyhow. many places to put your stuff out now. Yeah. Um, I was looking at my list. Only two of the things or two of the movies on my list here are sequels. Yeah. Everything else, well, yeah, I guess three, uh, uh, yeah, because I kind of was hesitant to say Blade Runner is a sequel, but you well, know, because it, it was thirty-five years, you know, yeah, a but it's still it's still it's IP still that has been done before, yeah, exactly. So, For sure. and uh, uh, Force Awakens, Blade Runner, and Infinity War are the only sequels. Everything else is totally original. Inception, Warrior, Disconnect, Prisoners, Whiplash, Arrival, all I originals. Think, I think uh, Avengers was my only non-original. Right, because Inside Out was original. No, you said La that La Incredibles Land. two was your oh, oh for the, this uh, the original Avengers that came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the yeah. only one. There you go. Uh, thank you for sending that on our way, Draymond. Uh, we and love to so- rank. Sorry for getting there on a soapbox there for a second. I just I get more and more tired with people being pessimistic about movies. You know, it's just like people are still making great movies. Yeah, it's just you know. I think it's I. I think they get better every year. Last year was an incredible year in movies. This year has been an incredible year in movies. This will be the first year ever uh, that I already, even today, with a month left, 
uh, already will not have anything below a B plus on my top 41 for the year. That's, That's cool. never happened before. I've always had a movie that was a, a B at least on my top 41 and this year it'll be all B plus and above. That's so cool. Um, it's just been a great year for movies. So, um, and I'm excited to get more into that and talk more about our favorite movies of the year. You know, these next few weeks, we'll have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, if you have a sift quest you want to send us on, just let us know. You can email us feedback at sifpop.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at flick freaks. Uh, we would love to answer whatever question you have or whatever, um, debate you want us to solve anything movie related or other related who cares we'll just make it a full advice column uh, you can send it to feedback at sifpop.com all right before we finish out we like to hit some buried treasure uh, we looked at each other when we started this podcast and we're like i bet we have the same buried yeah. treasure this week and, and we did, we did uh, so we'll talk about that first and then we'll each have a b selection as well yeah uh, our buried treasure was both going to be the ballad of buster scruggs Gotta love them comb, bro. Oh, it's so good, and it gets better. Have you seen it twice yet? No, not yet. I haven't oh, seen it twice. It's so it's even better the second time. Here's the thing. Um, I think the movie hits its high note really early. but And it distracted me that first time. Really? Because that first segment, it, and we should say it's a it's a it's Jack anthology. London. Yeah, it's a Jack London short story anthology. And there's six of them, right? I can't remember the number of them, but I think it's six. It's yeah. either six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first one is so good. Like, I mean, brilliant good that it distracted me the first time I watched it from realizing how good some of the other ones are because I had I had I wanted them all to be that good. Here's, and the here, second time I was I'm much more aware of how good they all were. Because here's the thing. Uh, the first one, the first actual Buster Scruggs one, is the only one that's not grounded in reality. Every other one is. Eh. The last one? The last one's totally grounded in reality. It's okay. just, it has a different tone than all the other ones. So the last one's more of like a intense, like, suspense horror. But the other, like, you know, the way that Buster Scruggs, you Maybe know. Maybe I understood act- the last one a little different than you. Uh, maybe oh, I think. Did, so. you, did you think that they were? Uh, can I just go ahead? No, and say, probably not. It's still early to spoil this, but yes, I think they are. Okay, I'm almost sure of it. Okay, that's it. I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay, okay. We'll continue on. Anyways, I get what you're saying about grounded in reality. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Mr. Pocket is my favorite out of all of them. Mr. Pocket, and I'm bad with the names of them. Help me know. Uh, the prospector one. Okay. Yeah, for yeah, gold. Yeah. 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 I love that one. So good. But okay, okay, here's the thing. Uh, It's been forever since I've seen a movie like this. And you know me. I love Westerns. A lot of this is all Old West and Mm -hmm. pre before that. Westerns my favorite genre. Uh, Let you know more about that in another Buried Treasure I have coming up. (laughs) Um, But I just loved the fact that I got to see a Coen Brothers movie on Netflix. For some reason, that just got me excited. It's the first time that I think I fully understood the extent of how Netflix could change things. Um, because it's it's really interesting that this movie is so widely available in people's homes yeah. already. And that they don't have to go. And I think for the future of movies like this and we just got you know through talking me being on my soapbox about finding movies that are great that aren't necessarily commercially successful quote unquote um that's kind of what netflix is doing you know uh roma is another one that's going to be on netflix here in a couple weeks yeah you know 
Um, and then Sandra Bullock's got one called Bird Box that's coming out. And then you've got the Scorsese and one coming out next Bird year. Bird Box looks crazy. Does it? See, I don't know anything oh about it. Oh my gosh. That might be like for the end of the year, the one I'm most excited for. So I, I'm really starting to sense how this could change. Like Netflix go, is basically forcing Hollywood to go, you know what? We're going to have to reconcile this idea of day and date release, you know, where you, the theater experience isn't going away, but it's going to coexist with the home experience in a way that it never has before. Yeah. And I think about Buster Scruggs is kind of proving that that's possible. It just felt weird that I saw a Coen Brothers movie on Netflix before I saw it in theaters. Yeah. It just felt like I missed a step somewhere. Right. right. But I mean, you survived. A, yeah. And you still loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was a weird experience. I love the movie though. It's really fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great watch. It really is. All right. All right. So we've got our B choices. Yep. I'll, I'll start since, um, my choices are both literally B choices. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and then Beautiful Boy. Uh, lots of B's oh, in mind. I wanted to see that movie <clears throat> so bad. Beautiful Boy is really good. Is Charlemagne going to win an Oscar? Uh, he should win all the Oscars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I, <clears throat> there have been a lot of great performances this year, but um, he is really good in this. Steve Carell is really good in it. More than that, I think probably just because I'm a dad and I've got boys. I've got four of them. And watch, if you don't know what it is, it's, it's basically the story of a family dealing with drug addiction. And I don't really want to go more into that. I, want, I mean, the, the movie for me was such a great experience because I had no clue you know, where it was going or, or what was going on, um, which is generally the case for me. But uh, but it is powerful. It is intense. It feels very real. It feels very authentic and human. And I think that's because it's based on two books, the book the son wrote and, and the, the book father in the book that the dad wrote uh, about this experience. And so you really are, I think, getting an honest and authentic look into their perspectives on what happened. Uh, and what life was like. Um, Maura Tierney is great in it as well. Uh, I just all around, this is just a really beautiful, powerful movie. It's it's one of those movies that will stand out to me uh, in the year as just being, you know, just a really well made, powerful, important film. So yeah, I, it's definitely recommend for me. Awesome. What's your B choice? So, my B choice, um, like I said, it's a western. It's a western that I wanted to see for a very long time, but I never, you know, actually had the opportunity or time to see it. But it was on Netflix, so I gave it a watch. Hostels, Christian Bale. Oh yeah, I've seen that. You enjoyed it? I really did. I didn't like it that much. That's a shame. The this movie kicks off in a dark, intense way, yes. like really quickly. Definitely. Whoa! I did not expect it to go yeah. there, and it did but i think that speaking of charlamagne i was gonna say timothy chalamet's in that movie yeah and he doesn't have a huge role but he's he's in there yeah he is uh but like i was surprised like as i was watching this movie I'm like oh, oh they're in this movie oh they're in this yeah, movie yeah. so i just got to see like all of these amazing people knocking it out of the park i i thought it was a really interesting movie the it may be a case of expectations right you mm -hmm. know like you're coming to it later just throwing it in and just being like oh, i'll check this out I'm coming to it from it's award season. I have to figure out what the best movie of the year is. And I gotta watch I gotta watch all these screeners and put this one in. I think it's a very it's important for for me at least to be honest about how that impacts how I see movies, right? Yeah. And there was just enough, you know, that I was distracted by or didn't like that I was like, well, this isn't gonna be in my battle for best picture. And so it, you know, maybe I thought 
worse of it and I never went around to it again. So maybe if I saw it again on my own terms, maybe I'd like it as much as yeah. you do. So it's not up there with like the greatest Westerns of all time by yeah. any means, yeah. but it was a fun watch. Like it's no 310 to Yuma or Man with No Name trilogy Correct. or anything like right. that. Um, also, I wouldn't necessarily say fun watch for the beginning, at least. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. Just worth mentioning again. And you're going to have to sit through some stuff. Yeah. That is like, wow. I, I can't stop thinking about the beginning of that movie and just how yeah. dark and intense that was. Yeah. But. Yeah. There you go. Hostels, which I, is very like different it. from Hostel. <laughs> those are those are two different films. Yeah. Uh, both uh, shockingly violent. <laughs> But that's about all they got in common. Have you seen Hostel? I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I, I do my best to stay away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, I just, was, it I affects was, me in a bad way. I was seeing uh, somebody at the time who is like into that whole uh, torture porn sort of thing. Yeah. Just because they get like, like, like you and I, we have this thing where we hate horror movies because we yeah. don't like being scared. Uh, some people love that th- feeling of being scared. Some people... Love the feeling of getting grossed out and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, not for me. And uh, as you can tell, I'm not seeing that person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is a good time to mention. We got some feedback uh, after the Grindelwald episode. And we do our best to do what we can to clue you into what you might like or not like about a movie. We're trying to give you as much information as we can so that you know, you know kind of what's going on. But we are fully aware and uh, admit our own biases, our own limitations. Uh, that is, you know, I, I've talked many times about how important that is to to film review is to, you know, understand that we are human beings. We are biased. It's very important to admit that stuff. Like the preface I gave for the Rocky movies. Right. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff is very important to us. Um, but sometimes it can come off as a little um, dismissive. And there were a couple actually Harry Potter fans that did not like our Grindelwald episode because... We needed a uh, Harry Potter expert in here to help us out. And I will just say to that, we can't always have an expert in here. And yeah. often we're not going to be able to have an, an expert in here on whatever movie we're talking about. But we are going to do our best to be fair, you know, and to to do what we can. So at the same time, I would apologize and say, you know, I wish we did have that place where we could just have the perfect person on to represent every view that not only goes for understanding Harry Potter, it goes for, you know, understanding perspectives from different, you know, uh, demographic groups, from minority groups, from a women's, a woman's perspective, you know, all that stuff. We would love to do that, but we can't, you know, we, we are limited by ourselves, right? Uh, We're going to do our best and just know that our heart is that we love it when people love movies. And even if we don't like it, we're glad that you do. Uh, do you remember when I said that my sister's like the biggest Harry Potter fan that she was really stoked to go and see it? Yeah. Yeah, she hated it too. <laughs> well, we would probably need her in here to talk about that to fully represent that view. But no, yes, I'm no, not, it's, I'm it's not a good trying point. to I'm not trying to dismiss everything that those people were saying, but like, hey, I know somebody like Harry Potter, they hated it too. Well, I'm not trying to say that. Okay, all right, all right, good. I'm just, hey, guess what? My sister hated it. <laughs> That's all I was saying. Um, so thank you for your feedback. It is much appreciated. Keep it coming. Uh, we love to know how we could continue to make Sif Pop better for you. We really do want to make it the best it can be. Well, there you go. We did a podcast, friend. Woo! Congratulations. Uh, you can mark that off your bucket list. Did a podcast. Yep. I could have marked it off long time ago. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's yeah. a fair point. A long time ago. But no, glad I did it. 
Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. If you want to find more about other shows on the network, uh, give them a follow at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Andrew from coming and hanging out thanks, today. Uh, appreciate you. You can check him out at Flick Freaks all across social media. Uh, you can check me out at Aaron Dicer across social media. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show possible. You can get your own bonus podcast feed and all sorts of fun stuff at patreon.com slash sift pop. Support starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. You can comment wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, we would love for you to leave a review at uh, iTunes or other podcast carriers. That would be great. You can also email us at feedback at siftpop.com if you have something you want to directly say to us. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than taking a punch from a Drago. Spoiler (laughs) chat should be next up in your podcast feed. Uh, In next week, we're thinking it should be, actually, next week should be our annual Critics' Choice Awards nominations episode. uh, Because my nominations will be due in the next two weeks. uh, So I got lots of movies to watch. Uh, So we'll talk about those categories next week and maybe even throw in a movie review if we can get around to seeing one. Uh, We will catch you then. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.